Welcome to the November 21st episode of the Around 270 Hoops podcast. I'm Zach Fleur, 270 Hoops. Jason Moore of 270 Hoops. And we join you the first time actually having a website up and running. Um, the 270 Hoops website launched this week. I'd like to say that was the biggest story in Central Ohio. Might be a little biased there, but yeah. you know, what are your thoughts on our first few days uh, business? Well, it's been great, extremely um, amazing success so far um, on the articles and on the team pages, you know. Uh, coaches have done a pretty good job of sending the rosters in, and we have most of the schedules. We're still working on uh, the Mid-State League and the Central Catholic League getting those team pages up and running, but they will be, uh, they'll be ready by the end of the uh, week. Yeah, you know, we've been working really hard to provide just the ultimate source for Central Ohio basketball. Uh, I've been going to a lot of scrimmages this week, you know, trying to get a gauge on the talent, uh, you know, before the season starts and a little over, uh, I guess, a week from today. Um, we took in some scrimmage action on Saturday. And on Friday night and also. And on Friday night as well. Um, we'll start with Friday night, the four-way at Westerville North. Um, we saw Westerville North, Northland, Pick, Pick North, and uh, Dublin Kaufman. You know, what were what some of your thoughts you know, from that night and some of the players that stood up? Um, I'd say Luke Vargo from Dublin Kaufman was one guy that really stood out to me. Um, and just Dublin Kaufman in general, you know, usually they're one of those teams around January, February. They're really turning it on. And they're already geared up, raring to go. Uh, saw the caught at the end of their game with uh, North, their scrimmage with Northland, and I was really impressed by the team basketball they were playing. They were moving the ball uh, pretty well. They're tough just, too. I yeah. thought they were, you know, tougher than usual. Kaufman kind of has a knack at times. You know, people think they're soft, but I thought with the with the Wisconsin football commit, I'm drawing a blank on his name that they got playing for the basketball team. Seems like he added just another element of toughness to them, and uh, they played Northland really hard. A lot of intensity. Uh, like you mentioned, Vargo played well. Seth Fuller played pretty well. Noah Gleason played well. Jason Botang played well. Uh, they've been watching. Or Evan Williamson, the junior point guard, also played pretty well. So Kaufman's a team to watch in that OCC Central. Yeah, you know they're always they're one of the perennial powers in that division, along with uh, Upper Arlington. And to see them clicking like this early on in the year, you know, we were a little, you know, not skeptical. I don't think would be the word to say about them, but you know, a little. Uh, curious as to what they would bring to the table again this year um, and they definitely have some pieces that are going to definitely uh, keep them going and some other teams that we checked out uh, we'll just go with Northland the Seth Town show um, that, that he put in a lot of buckets you know the two games two full scrimmages I watched them you know two 10 minute halves or 15 minute halves something like that uh, you know Town's Scored 49 points combined in those two games. You know, hitting shots from all over, attacking the basket, throwing down some big dunks. Uh, you know, what, what do you make of him early on? You know, Seth's kind of just the guy. He's the lunch pail guy. He comes in and does does what he has to do f- for this Northland team. And um, <clears throat> as the season progresses, like we've talked about, ad nauseum is, um, you know, what can he do scoring-wise to keep this Northland team? You know, the City League North is probably... Not a concern for them right now, but you know how can how can they do in those big non-conference games that they get to see every year? You know that's going to be where Seth is going to get his chance to shine and his chance at uh, winning that Mister Basketball race. Yeah, you know they got a really tough uh, tough non-conference slate. They start off the season with Cathedral out of Indianapolis, I believe, one of the better teams in the Midwest. Uh, they got matchups against Dublin Jerome. Uh, they play um, Cleveland East Tech. Just some, uh, you know, really tough matchups in the non-conference like they always have every year. Uh, but uh, like you said, the City League North shouldn't be a problem for them. I see them breezing through that. 
Uh, they won't they won't lose a conference game until uh, we're not saying they're gonna lose in the city title game, but that's gonna be a tough matchup probably with Walnut Ridge, um, of the City League South, the team that I checked out on Tuesday night um, against Hillier Bradley. Um, they still seem to be like they still seem like they're in football mode. The majority of that team you know played football up until week ten of the regular season, so they've only had a few weeks, uh, you know, just shifting their gears to basketball. Uh, but Hillier Bradley, who ended up you know getting the best of them in that scrimmage. Played extremely well. The sophomores, once again, Braden Norris yep. and Isaiah Spielman are just playing mm-hmm. at a high level. And Norris knocked down five threes for 19 points in you know, four eight-minute quarters. Uh, what, what, what are your thoughts on you know, how, how good you think Bradley's going to be in that OCC Cardinal? Yeah, you know, I think they're one of those teams that can compete right there at the top. Um, you know, last year they did not get the chance to knock off Westville South. Uh, either They could not beat them either time. But um, they're one of those teams that's going to compete at the top along with Dublin Jerome. Um, it'll be a three-team race, and I'm really excited to see how this Bradley team fares in what you can call, I guess you could say, year two of this experiment with the Norse, you know, with Norse coach and the Norse, you know, Braden. I'd, I'd say it's going pretty well if it's an experiment, mm-hmm. uh, you know, setting the school record for wins mm-hmm. last year, you know, making it to the district semifinals. Again, they look really tough. You know, senior point guard Brandon Glenn's playing as good as he ever has been. You know, his legs look like they're under him. Uh, he's in great health, and also... The big burly center, <laughs> Jacob Himes, who's a massive human being. I uh, haven't seen many guys that look like they could swallow Malik Harrison, but <clears throat> that's a guy that... He's a big man either because, you know, last year we talked about, you know, we happened to see that Dublin-Jerome game, and he gave he gave Jerome a lot of fits underneath, you know, and he was just kind of... Soft hands. He, yeah. He just very, uses very that fundamental. Wide shoulders, man. He just seals you on the block. Um, very tough to stop if he can get positioned underneath and, you know, get that ball, get you on his shoulder. It's, it's almost over from them. Uh, you know, big left tackle prospect on the football field, probably six nine, three hundred and thirty pounds, if I yeah. had to guess. Uh, just a massive guy, and he's improved his conditioning, which will be a major factor, you know, for this Bradley team getting him off the bench. Uh, you know, he's probably the only guy in Central Ohio other than Nick Ward that can go up with uh, Caleb Wesson pound for pound yeah. and probably give him some problems. That's probably the only guy bigger than Caleb Wesson, you know, yeah. in, in the region. You know, and that's another guy, Caleb, is a guy we've talked about who's improved his athleticism also from where we've seen him in the past couple of years, you know, and that that's the key for those big men is the, being the truly the, the big man type, you know, right. is getting that athleticism and footwork down so that you can play at the next level if you want to. Exactly, and he's going to Ohio State, so he'll have no problem, you know, at the high major level. I'm really confident about him. Um, but going back to the Friday scrimmage, also checked out, Another talented big prospect from Pick North, uh, Jerome Hunter. He seems like he's getting better by the day. That's a kid that's got a superstar upside. Um, I'm, I'm just really excited to check him out this year in his first high school season. You know, and there was one clip that I had in the uh, highlight reel that I made of the 14 scrimmage that I just kept playing over and over again. It was um, he caught the ball in the paint, and he had uh, the, uh, the unbelievable uh, post-move footwork, and just with a nice little smooth fadeaway jump shot. I mean, that's something you can't. You can't teach that kind of, um, you know, touch and grace touch that he and, has, and smooth. And like you've said before, you know, he's only been playing the game of basketball for what now? Three, four years. Yeah. It's, he's he's still, you know, untapped potential. He's just scratching the surface, and he's in a good program that has a lot of other talented pieces around him in that sophomore class. You know, guys like Eli McMurray and Ty Wiley and Dondre Palmer. Um, they just they have a whole lot of talent. You know, Pig North is young. Kyrie Shelton's getting better. Uh, the junior big man from Texas. Um, so they're a team to watch, you know, in that OCC Ohio. 
Uh, they'll probably compete with Newark for that third spot. It'll be a dog race. Yes, it'll uh, be as always in that in that division. You know, it'll always be one of those. It'll be a three or four team race every year. You know, including maybe a Grove City that sneaks in there every now and then. But Pick North is definitely a team this year. I'll be interested to see how they fare in that in that vaunted OCC Ohio division. And just going on a tangent on the OCC Ohio, I feel like a team that a lot of people are sleeping on is Reynoldsburg. Um, you know, they're always competitive in that division. They seem like they always sneak one against... Well, they pulled the spoiler, you know, I think it was, what, one or two years ago against... Against Gehanna. Um, they beat they beat Gehanna at home two years ago. They opened up league play and beat Pick Central last year on the road. Um, Devon Pert hitting the game, winning three that game. Uh, they're a team, they got a lot of talent between guys like Reese Strom, the junior wing, um, guys like Mark Fair, the senior forward, who's very, very tough, you know, has a high motor, plays the game as hard as possible. I'm also like the junior point guard, K.J. Walker, so I think there, a lot of people are sleeping on them. You know, they won the Burlington Summer League by beating Dublin Kaufman and Wanna Ridge in the final day. Um, both of those teams were at full strength, too, so uh, Reynoldsburg, don't sleep on them in OCC Ohio. They're going to be tough. You know, what other teams would you think of, you know, we've discussed this, this was a mailbag question sent into From us. Brian in Reynoldsburg, coincidentally enough, um, asking us, you know, who are some of the dark horses in the OCC and City League, um, so... You know, who would you? Who are some other teams you're thinking of as as dark horse candidates? You know, I would say that you know I don't know if they're a dark horse or not, but maybe a Dublin Jerome. You know, since we since we discussed you know how Westville South is kind of the king of that division, right. maybe a Dublin Jerome or a Hillier Bradley because they you know you're gonna have to not only you're gonna have to beat Westville South to get to that to the top of that league, but you're gonna have to navigate some you know difficult waters there with the West. All three Westville teams will give you a challenge. Westville North has improved this year. Yes. Uh, they got some young guys. Jeremiah Keene. I think freshman. that's a team that would be a team that I would I would pick they're if athletic. I had to pick a dark horse. They're they're athletic and they're gonna you know they're gonna play they got some young talent too. They're so young they don't know how to not play hard. So that's a team that Jeremiah Keene, the freshman guard, you know, visiting Michigan this weekend as well. Um, the kid that we have him at number four in our two two seventy hoops, uh, you know, two thousand nineteen rankings. Also have some other you know talented prospects. I like Julian Malone, uh, the sophomore point guard, and obviously Corey Benton, uh, the senior shooting guard. He's been doing it all for the last three years. Uh, so they're a team to keep an eye on. Um, and those who see Capital, um, it, it seems like it's another two-horse race there between Delaware and New Albany, um, a team that I think could sneak up and surprise some people's own Tangy Orange. Um, from that Kalo tree, Anthony Kalo, yes. the coach there for the Pioneers, I like the senior power forward Grant Gossard. He's grown to six foot eight. He's got some touch out in the perimeter. He can bang in the post. Um, Colin Shepard is a senior point guard that's been a varsity guy for the last three years. They might be able to surprise some people. Um, you know, Delaware seems like they're unproven, and New Albany has a few pieces coming back. You know, and I think go back to that old Tangy Orange team. They're always going to be a team that's going to play you very hard. Like you said, from the Kalo coaching tree. Um, you know, a couple years ago they snuck up, and all of a sudden we're in a district final. Um, and gave gave you know some pick central, teams, pick central, pick central some a challenge some, in that some serious problems. So you know you never know um, what the, what they will uh, throw at you. And then the OCC Central uh, again, it's a, a, a division that's been dominated by Upper Arlington, you know, and Dublin Kaufman for the last few years. Um, but a team that I think might be able to surprise a few people is Hillier Davidson uh, with the suit, the two senior wings, big men, you know, Max Huber and Luke Mayer. Uh, they got size. They got athleticism. Uh, those guys seem like they're going to take, you know, some steps forward as seniors this year. Yeah, you know that league has been, like you said, dominated by the top two teams. But um, Hillier Davidson, I would not be surprised to see them steal one or two games from the top. 
this year. You never know. They beat um, up Arlington last year. Yeah, you know, you never know in this kind of league. You know, they they might want to play a little bit of a slow down game, and that you know they got them last year at Upper Arlington. Um, they really gave Dane Good Dane Goodwin a lot of fits last year, just kind of tugging his jersey, getting through screens, and you know, in the end, it was like I think a forty-two to thirty-nine kind of yes. game, and that's that's the kind of game Hilliard Davidson's going to need to to beat the Kaufmans and the Upper Arlingtons of the right, right. OCC Central. Also, like Marysville, uh, led by the senior Jevin Knox, uh, also senior guard forward Mark Mulholland can play the game pretty well. Uh, the Monarchs, it's just way out there compared yeah. to the other schools in that league. Uh, you know, going out to the barn, it's always a just a raucous crowd. That's a team that they might be able to sneak a game or two. Uh, they did it two years ago, beating Owen Tangy Liberty once and then knocking them out of the tournament. So they're a team that always plays hard. Uh, they're well coached, and you know they got some senior talent in that 2016 class. Uh, moving on to the OCC, what we call? Do we cover all four? We, I think we covered the Ohio. Okay, also. we did cover all four. Well, going on to the City League, um, in the City League North, I don't think there's a dark horse. Um, the only dark horse I can think of is Jamal Witherspoon on the north off the Northland bench because he's going to be pretty. I think he's going to be pretty good this year. Yeah, he was he was definitely impressive in that scrimmage. He had two uh, two nice and one plays that I included in the uh, highlight film. He's he's really he's really starting to develop an offensive game, I think. And I, you know, I don't know if you can say it like this, but unlike his brother, who was more of just an athletic threat, you know, Jawan's got been, some skill. Jawan's got some offensive skill that can definitely uh, help complement Seth Towns. Exactly, and in the City League South. That's another just tough division. Uh, Wana Ridge seems to be the early favorite, obviously returning most of their talent, the majority of the talent from last year, and then adding uh, you know, two big scorers in Darnay Hairston from Independence and Perel Taylor or Perel Tyler uh, from Mary Franklin. And Hairston's a kid that he's going to be eligible from the jump. Um, really excited about him. He's probably going to fit right in that starting lineup, probably play the point guard position uh, for Wana Ridge. He's a kid. He's unselfish. Wants to win. He's got a high IQ type game uh, to that point guard position, which is something that Wano Ridge, you know, kind of struggled with last year. Um, yeah, you know, you know, this this year has been about the year of the point guard, and you know, a lot of teams are getting a point guard finally that can can really propel them to the next level. So that's a team to watch out for. But the dark horse, I'd say, in the City League South, um, South High School is tough. You know, obviously winning a district title last year and returning nine seniors uh, from a year before and adding Carter Williams from Bexley's a versatile six foot four forward uh, they could be a team that could surprise people also really like Eastmore uh, with all those talented sophomores and led by the senior of Saraton Onaiwu who is a difference maker he's only about a six foot three power forward but he can rebound with anybody um, so those are some teams to watch out for and you know I always can't count out after century they seem like they're always going to be there yeah they're always going to be there and uh you know to win the south but also they'll be there you know when it comes t- time for the tournament also yeah. division four i always like their chances uh houston smith the bethune cookman commit um you know he's he, he's athletic he's big he knows how to score the ball and it's finally his team so that'll be something to watch for in the city league this year um, another city league headline uh on Monday evening, the same night as the launch, James Manns uh, from Walnut Ridge yes. committed to High Point. Uh, after his official visit this past week into the High Point campus in North Carolina, uh, Manns is a guy that has really improved uh, since transferring over from Marion Franklin uh, before last season. Uh, what, what, what do you make of his game and the things you've seen from him lately? You know, James is a guy that um, played on that All-Ohio Red team this summer, and um, one thing that I've really noticed that stood out to me lately is um, his outside shooting has greatly improved. I know down at uh, Corey Albertson's triple-double open gym, 
hitting all those threes, bringing that Columbus team that 30 back, points, yeah. back to a, a crazy victory. But, you know, James's offensive game has developed, and his his outside shot has really... Um, Quick release, just yeah. getting it up. You know, it's something he used to struggle with. I don't want to say struggle, but a tendency he had. He would put the ball on the floor and then shoot. Now he's just catching and shooting, and uh, he just gets that thing off. He's knocking it down more often. And then even, you know, around the basket, he's pretty much automatic when he gets inside yeah. six feet uh, with, with the lefty floater that he has. And he's a guy, you know, High Point's really excited about him. They think they could play him at the two, three, or four. Uh, there's some early opportunity on that roster at the power forward position. Uh, and, you know, the family loved the visit when they went out there. High Point's, you know, very good academically. It's a beautiful campus. Uh, they, they're crazy about their basketball. So I'm really excited for him heading out to that school. And he's the second former Marion Franklin slash Columbus City League player to play for High Point. Uh, former Marion Franklin standout point guard, Duan Magai, also played there after spending two years at Merseyhurst Northeast uh, Juco, you know, graduated from High Point in 2014. Uh, so, you know, I'm really excited for Mans, and you know, this is just a great year for high school basketball in Central Ohio. Yes, it is. It's an, and it's a very deep 2016 class, so you'll see a lot of teams this year that are led by um, some very good seniors. And then, uh, you know, concluding tonight's show, I uh, checked out Central Crossing earlier tonight, you know, our alma mater, the Comets, and they played pretty well in a four-way scrimmage against Columbus West, Grandview Heights and Granville, uh, which was caused some confusion there early on. People were <laughs> thought, well, "Where's Grandview at? Were well, they playing Granville?" And you know, everyone was getting confused on uh, which team were which. But Central Crossing played very well. Uh, they were the best team in the scrimmage, and I really liked what I saw out of senior guard Jermaine Murray once again. You know, saw him at Coach Jake's Sh- shifty and, guard. You know, and he's knocking out, knocking down that outside shot uh, consistently. He's he's Central Crossing's go-to scorer. Kid plays really hard. Knows how to play the game. And a player to watch out for for Central Crossing this year, sophomore forward Antoine Hampton transfers over from uh, from Groveport. He's a kid about six foot two, six foot three forward, very physical, pretty athletic, can knock down the outside shot. He can do a lot of things for the Central Crossing team that needs versatility, uh, needs a guy that you know has a high upside. And I feel like Hampton has that for them. You know, Coach Neil Holman's doing a pretty good job with those guys. Um, they got a lot of football guys, you know, from from that team that went to back to back playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, between Noah Stevens and Karan Montague. You know, Noah is one of those players for the past couple of years. has been a, you know, last year not as much, but the year before, you know, his sophomore year was an important part of that Central Crossing team. And to get those football athletes to come out and play basketball, um, that'll be a huge thing um, in the next, in the upcoming years for the Comets and head coach Neil Holman. I mean, they just, they bring a winning mentality, you know, from to the floor, from the football field, you know, changing the program there, Central Crossing. Uh, the guys, you know, they're physical, they're athletic, they're pretty big. Uh, they're a team that, you know, they may sneak up and want to you know, surprise a few people in that OTC mm-hmm. Central. Not sure if they have enough to compete with the top two or three teams, but I could see them compete in the middle of that league. You know, they have enough bodies and, you know, raw talent to do it. So I'm excited to watch them. Uh, Columbus West played decently well. I liked what I saw out of uh, senior big man Antonio Givens, uh, just a wide body. He's got tree trunks for legs, so... That's a guy that, you know, he's, he's drawing some Division two interest on the football field and has a defensive end, defensive tackle, or on the basketball court, he's drawing some D2 interest. On the football field, uh, just a big defensive tackle, clogs up a ton of space. Getting recruited by Toledo, actually visited there uh, a few weeks ago. And then for Grandview Heights, um, they were missing a lot of their football guys. They're still in the playoffs. Um, but I liked what I saw out of the senior guard, Jake Bush, who's also a very talented left-handed pitcher. Um, coached him in baseball <laughs> for a few years. Uh, he's a guy, had the highlight play of the night, uh, shook a central crossing defender and stepped back and drained a three. 
Um, it was just it was it was a nasty play. It draw a lot of excitement out of the people. Um, but since we're crossing, you know, always got to show love for our comments. You mm -hmm. know, we're born and bred comments for life. So uh, very excited for the comments this year. Going to check them out a few times. Yeah, it'll be an interesting to see uh, how head coach you know Neil Holman moves from the girls to the boys side of things to the, uh, this this year, and it'll be interesting to see how they how they fare in that central division. And that's all we have uh, for this week's episode of the Round 270 Hoops. You know, we don't want to be the dead horse with you guys and bring up the same topics, uh, you know, too much. Um, but for coaches that haven't sent us rosters, please continue to do so. Um, it's just only going to help your team. And anytime you know, we can see a game, I did this two nights ago, you know, I said we're checking out Wana Ridge and Hilliard Bradley and just link those rosters, you know, in the tweet. Um, so anyone following mm -hmm. us on Twitter can just literally click the link, see your entire roster, see your schedule, see your players, um, see guys that they should maybe be targeting, yep. and you know know when you're playing and what games you go to. You know, it's a huge, uh, it's a huge database for um, the coaches, but also for the fans out there that, hey, this kid's lighting it up. Who is this? And then you know you look and you can pull it up on 270 Hoops and you see you know who it is and you can see what their schedule is the rest of the year if you want to take a look. You know, at the player, you know, as the season progresses. And, you know, I'm very connected with a lot of these players. So, you know, college coaches, if, you know, you see a guy that's putting up 25 a game and, you know, all you got to do is just hit us up and we can likely get you contact info with that player. Um, but for high school coaches, it's just a great tool, again, for getting your guys' exposure. It's the main reason we're doing it. We want to help out as many kids in the area as possible. So I think we're off to a good start. You know, we've already broken over 10,000 page views in three yeah. days. So, yes, we have. Uh Doing, doing it pretty big right now in the area. We're very excited, and uh, we're just honored with the amount of support that we've received from the Columbus community. Yeah, I can't say enough about what you guys have done for us. Um, you know, taking a look at the website and seeing what we have to offer. Um, it can only get better from here on out, especially with the season right around the corner. Getting some real content on the website. The, the, content, you know. the content from from our writers and our video guys, you know, it's going to be awesome. So uh, thanks again for tuning into the Round 270 Hoops podcast. I believe this is week seven or eight. Um, you know, getting in the groove yes. here and just very, again, very excited about you know this website and uh, you know keep checking for updates, especially this weekend with the All Ohio preview tipping yes. off on Friday. Um, some very talented teams that's taking place at Whitehall. Uh, check that out tomorrow night or tonight, really. Um, so that's all we got for this week, and you know we'll see you guys uh, next Thursday. Yeah, you know, and uh, there's uh, seven days. A whole seven days seven until days. until the regular season begins.